Hey everyone, I'm Jay. I'm Sophia. Welcome to Witches Betwixt, baby. <laughs> you you reminded me of um <laughs> what um I've been playing Pokemon Moon on my way to work <laughs> on my DS and uh what is the fucking what are they Team Skull? They're like these like really oh, shitty God. like gangster like I don't know they're really dumb but that's what it reminded Edge me of. Punk fuck boys. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much what they God. are. <laughs> Um, welcome to today's episode. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about power of celebration and it's kind of, it, it, I guess it's kind of a weird topic to discuss when we're all supposed to be quarantining, socially distancing. There's a lot of disconnect, you know, like a lot of our social gatherings aren't happening right now. Um, but something that... I think that humans do naturally and that I've noticed is that we adapt, we adapt very quickly. Um, and we find ways to still celebrate, um, whether that is rituals or just something as simple as a birthday or a, a wedding or whatever it may be. We, we find our ways to celebrate. Um, Cheers to that, bud. Mm-hmm. Like, especially cause I've seen like, um, a lot of times what I see is there'll be like a car, you know, coming down the street and they're, they're honking the horn and they got like happy birthday written on the car and there's like balloons and, and I'm like, yeah, look at that. Like, you know, like they, we've adapted a way to, to, to show that like we're celebrating this, you know, this person's birthday. Um, so that's just one example of it. But Sophia, you were the one who kind of, um, in, you know, introduced this topic and kind of brought it up. So I was curious if you kind of wanted to, um, you know, kind of start off the conversation, but also, why did you pick that topic? Like, I'm really curious. I never asked you. Well, like, the world is kind of fucking depressing right now, and as a magician, I very much understand the power of attention is an incredibly important thing. So when everything bad's going on, if all that you're thinking is, oh, wow, look at all this bad, let's just focus on it and be afraid, uh, shit's gonna get worse. Sorry to say it. Um, the 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 one thing that I've learned about tough times is you gotta fucking laugh, man. What what you don't what you aren't able to laugh about or uh, celebrate around or let tension off of will fucking kill you, dude. So I was kind of like, you know what? Let's not focus on like Trump or COVID or the collapse of society, or the acceleration of capitalism destroying everyone. Let's, like, focus on us for a second, and what feels good, and what we can do in this space that we have to have meaningful, like, experiences still, you know? Like, um, what, what comes to mind immediately is Yule, for example, uh, halfway through the dark, you know, let's light up that little birch log and keep the sun going, crack open some cold ones, uh, bust out a bunch of smoke, have a feast. Like that really is a big morale thing. Um, and I, I don't, I mean, I'm sure people understand this, but as humans, we are so like dependent on our morale and our social energy for what we're like 
actually feeling. And if you're, everybody's just bum and, and you're all pissed off or you're upset about something, the energy of everything goes down. And like, I'm looking at all the magicians in my networks and stuff and looking at how like people are tearing each other apart right now. And it's not even just magicians doing it. It's like everyday people, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm seeing like, like people breaking up with their fiancés and like couples that have been together for like forever like splitting up you know and like i broke up with my girlfriend and like everything's just going fucking tower card right now and that is what we recorded on the episode prior to this and yeah, i was gonna say it see previous sense. episode <laughs> yes and so it kind of makes sense to like how the fuck do you celebrate when you don't got so much right and and mm-hmm. what do we do you know and and how do people come through trying times with with cheer in their hearts you know like i've been kind of thinking about like i i kind of slipped into that too right so i was like well what what is there to what is there to celebrate you know like because that's always like the the knee-jerk reaction would be mm-hmm. like what is there to celebrate the world the world is turning to shit and I immediately thought of like, well, you know, I still, I still can engage in the passion projects that I've always engaged in. It, it that hasn't changed for me, you know. Like, I, I still write. I still do this podcast. I still do my magic, my witchcraft. You know what I mean? Like that really in my life hasn't really been affected, and I think. I think for me what what it is and I kind of talked about this in our recording about tower about the tower card or tower time is that I th- I have to shift my focus on my people, my circle, you know, the 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 immediate people that I can affect, that I can interact with, that I can engage with. Um that's more important to me than like the fucking election coming up like and i know the election Mm -hmm. is an incredibly important thing but i already know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna walk in pick biden and call it a fucking day you know what i mean did you know that trump has a 91 percent chance of losing statistically that gives there that in and of itself (sighs) is a reason to fucking celebrate like fucking you know tits out let's go you know like yeah Free the titty. And, and you know what's Fuck even Trump. better? If he doesn't want to leave office, everyone's freaking out. No, guess what? Then all of his stupid, dumb fuck supporters who are violating the Constitution, they all just basically out themselves as being the fascists they are, and they get rounded up and thrown in fucking jail. Win, fucking win. Yerp. And I mean, not not to immediately shift the idea of celebration to like politics, but let's. I mean, the election's coming up in a couple months. Everyone looks at the Everything's U.S. election. Everything's fucking politics at this point, though, man. Yeah. We got COVID. You got, like, cultural genocide. You got colonialism. You got, like, the collapse of society. You got, like, globalism and fucking, like, like empires positioning against each other. You can't exist as a human fucking being on this planet without being involved in politics. So too bad. Exactly. Sorry. Like, um, there was, there was a person who... There's a person on my, on my Facebook friend's um they're they're kind of like an acquaintance so like they're they're not a terrible person but they have this habit of posting shit that is like relevant to current events 
and yet saying like don't get political in my in the comments on my page it's like okay well you can't talk about you know um people not wearing masks and then not talk about politics or you can't talk about um oh like uh the postal service oh my package is delayed my package is delayed well your package is delayed is because there's a fucking coup to take down the u.s postal service that is why your package is delayed and then it, you know it turns into oh don't get political on my page <laughs> it's like i'm just just spitting facts here i don't know what to tell you <laughs> but um so i mean we're talking about the kind of people where you could tell them that the atmosphere keeps the the oxygen that they breathe existing and and they would tell you that's political because of science so i don't know really what to tell you other than the fact that like people use the word politics as a very thinly veiled veneer for saying that's something that i don't want to talk about Mm -hmm. and i don't want to address on any type of intellectual or emotional level with truth and honesty or vulnerability so i'm going to refute it with like a base appeal to authority and say no you can't do that that's virtue signaling or whatever and then i put up this wall and i don't have to engage with what you're saying and i can just put my blinders up and walk away and that's like the majority of interactions in a lot of like western society you know yeah it's a lot of like don't get political i don't i don't talk about politics and it's like well Mm -hmm. being alive is inherently political and in a way also when you die it's still political depending how you die when you when you when you're born it's political when you fuck it's political mm-hmm. when when you when you eat something it's political get mm-hmm. over it man exactly. fucking accept the responsibility of existence or or decay in, in your meat suit exactly um so yeah i mean you know everything is inherently political we have governing bodies we're humans we have decided to govern our govern ourselves and we have laws and this and that and blah 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 so everything is inherently political so I don't. I don't know how I got off on this tangent, but oh yeah, I'm gonna dial it back from about... eleven to like seven here because <laughs> like I, I've been doing hype girl for like a bunch of the episode just to get like yeah celebration, but like let's let's bring it back down a notch. <laughs> um, no, because what I was what I was kind of going was you were talking about how you've been seeing people like tearing each other down and going at each other's throats oh, yeah. just in all communities. So really. Um, so just a couple days ago as of this recording, so we're recording this on August 13th, so I think a couple days ago, two days ago, maybe yesterday, I've lost sense of time in a way, um, Biden announced his vice president, right? Um, Kamala Uh, Harris, I think is how you pronounce her name, Kamala? Um, Sure. Okay, so she's, she's a woman of color, that's a good check mark, um she's Democrat, okay, great, you know, she has done some good things, but she's also done a lot of shitty things. Um, I'm not yeah, going to get, I'm really not going to, I'm not going to go down the list because just fucking Google it. I don't want to get into it here. But the point is, is that, okay, so she's done X, Y, Z. What does it fucking matter? Go in there and click Biden because that's the only way that we're going to semi get out of the, you know what I mean? It's like the choice okay. is clear. You know, so I'm going to give my my opinion to somebody from outside of the country. Are you ready for it? Sure. 
I washed my hands, y'all, when you didn't have Bernie. I'm sorry. I, you, you Americans are so fucking hostile to people outside of America talking about your politics that I don't even want to have an opinion about <laughs> Kamala Harris or even how you – I don't even want to say how you say her name because some fucker is going to attack me over it. Y'all have been – y'all have just got so vicious and vitriolic about politics that nobody on a world stage can even observe you and say what they see without people, like, attacking you for it, right? Like, it is absurd. Like, I've made observations about things going on and said like something as simple as like mainstream media isn't going to cover this and then have like people lose their goddamn minds Mm -hmm. on me just for making a statement like that because of some personal thing that happened to them or their family or what the fuck ever as if like i'm supposed to be in your shoes and it's 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 also really frustrating because like your politics affect all of us so much yet mm-hmm. we're not allowed to talk to you about it or have an opinion yeah. it's like it's fucked up we are just putting up with the constant temper tantrum that is america and we're mm-hmm. just constantly waiting for y'all to give us fucking space to tell you how abusive you've been to the entire world right like the whole world is waiting to tell america about itself and we're just like uh-huh. whatever no and and i and i hate saying we and this and that but I, and i kind of just want to make this little statement that and I'm pretty sure everyone listening here knows this because you're probably one of the people I'm going to talk about, is that not all Americans are like this. There is, there is groups, there are groups of us here that we are also done with America. We're also done with American mentality. You know what I mean? Like we, we've ascent, we, like we've almost like mentally washed our hands of the bullshit ourselves and we're just resigned to the fact that the only thing we can do is walk in there vote biden and hope something changes because it's just so fucking it's too much all americans are not like how we're portrayed i guess in the media the problem is is that the people that are not like that don't have as loud of a voice and okay i'm gonna be really honest Mm. that's not true for a second the world sees just how many articulate the Americans there are uh, alongside as many um, incredibly toxic ones. Like, y'all think that we don't see the the really good people, but we do, and that's part of what makes the, it so rough, right? Well, that makes like, me feel better, because honestly, like, it feels kind of like, like, I hate the phrase, like, I'm proud to be an American. It's like, I'm not really proud of it. I just am. It just is what it is. I was born here. I'm American. Okay. Um, But I really, I'm not happy with the way that, like, if I were to go visit another country, you know, like, people be like, oh, you're American, <laughs> you know, and it upsets me because it's like, well, I'm not like that, you know, like, I'm... <laughs> I'm really not, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's um it's very it's just frustrating and it, and and it sucks. And that's just like the the only way that I can really describe it is it just it fucking sucks that like we're so stuck. But I don't want to go too far down like a depressing Yeah, I was going to say this hole. is supposed to be a yeah. celebration episode. But And we didn't even get pride this year, man. Right. And and that's what I'm what I'm kind of saying is like, so even even in this discussion about talking about celebration and stuff, you kind of have to think about like, I think what's important is to look at the situation that you're in, you know, like, what dark things are you experiencing? What 
things mm-hmm. are you are you battling right now and if you really lay it out on the table and you know you said this last um last recording session and I was like man I was really kind of kicking myself in the ass for not like losing weight for the three months that I was home and not working or like you know changing my life reinventing myself writing a book and I was kicking myself and then you were like well there's been like a global pandemic so (laughs) yeah and I was like yeah I should I should forgive myself for you know just kind of existing for three months and in a way like I've kind of, especially these past couple weeks, I'm kind of celebrating myself and my people around me. Um, I've been listening to a lot of this podcast, Black Mass Appeal. They're um, a a satanic podcast. They are um, satanic temple members. And, you know, Satanism is is very focused on the self. It's, you know, hail Satan, hail yourself. You know, um, it's really focus on you. If you are not well, then you will not be able to help others. You will not be able to help the world around you. Um, So you have to make sure that you are okay. And that's kind of the focus that I've been taking lately is really just celebrating myself. Not in the sense of like, I'm having a party for me every day, but like when I'm at work, I'm, I'm like, wow, you know, I really like, I learned this, I learned a good amount of this job very quickly. And I'm proud of myself for that because it's a, it's a field that I've never been in before. I work at a law firm now. And so I'm like, wow, you know, like this is totally different, but I'm picking up on it quickly. People like me and you know what? It feels good to be liked. It feels good to have someone say, hey, good work on that, or hey, thanks for doing that quickly, or whatever it was, and that just felt good. And I was like, yeah, you know, I am good at what I do. I have skills. I can do things. And also with, um, like, I have, um, I have top surgery coming up in October, and the thing that is kind of worrying me about it not so much like covid concerns or whatever and i don't even think i'm gonna have a problem with the insurance because everything is pretty on the on the right path for that but really what's what's concerning me is that that i am still i'm i'm definitely overweight for my height you know i um i don't care i'll just come out and say it. i'm five foot tall but i'm 195 pounds so I'm big, you know, and what is concerning me is like, okay, so I'm going to come out of surgery and I'm going to be less titty, but <laughs> I carry a lot of my weight in my gut. And so when, when you don't have all that m- mass up top and then you have this big old gut, mm-hmm. you're, I'm going to be like, oh my God. Like, and so I've, I've really yes, been. Yes, I do believe the te- the technical term for that is, um. Less titty, still bitty. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, and you do still have a little bit of, you know, because it's, it's fat. Just like when you see, like, you know, big guys, they still got a little bit of, you Oh, know... I meant, like, you'll be short. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that too. But, um, and it's not so, but I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to, like, not, you know, I'll be flat chested, but the rest of my body, like I'm still, I'm I'm not exactly happy about being the weight that I am. But my issue right now is like working out is incredibly difficult because of binding. You know, it's like, it's this weird, um, like catch 22 that I'm kind of stuck in. 
But I, what I've been doing instead is I've been looking up um, pictures of plus-size trans men that, you know, look like me. And I'm seeing their results and how they look. And I'm like, okay, that's what I'll look like afterwards. And then I can really work on my body and get it to a point that I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and you can always just do that Rocky Balboa thing and like punch like meat. Just... Yeah, that's always a possibility. Just, just start punching meat. <laughs> Actually, it's funny you mentioned <laughs> Rocky Balboa. No, you kind of cut out there for a second, so it kind of. Um, no, but it's funny that you mentioned punching meat, though, because on my Switch, I actually downloaded a um a boxing <laughs> a boxing game, and it's it's like oh, a good cool. workout. Yeah, like um, it's like yeah, a, you work a side of beef, you know, go beat yeah, it up in the fridge. Exactly. So I'll just uh, I'll just hang hang a uh, hang some meat from my ceiling and do my boxing game. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've just for me, I've been celebrating myself lately. Um, and just telling myself that it's okay to look the way I do. It's okay to feel the way I do. It's okay to do the things oh, that yeah. I do. Um, and it's been making me feel better because even Joyce will say, like, you beat yourself up so much about everything. I'm like, I know. I just, uh-huh. I can't, I can't stop. Like, I can't stop doing it. But I've, I've, I have found a way to minimize the amount of it that i do i'm not completely you know cured of hating myself and getting on myself but um i'm definitely improving what i've been doing that makes a really big difference for me is like kind of morning dedicational work i'm like going out back i i take um some water i give it to a tree i give thanks in different languages you know um just doing some personal me stuff that I've been working on and I kind of like have been dancing more to to songs that I enjoy while I'm out there um I bought myself a little speaker although I I don't even want to call it little it fucking pumps um it's like actually like the size of my head and it's like wi-fi portable and i can like take it underwater and um i specifically got this one for my like birthday because it's like waterproof snowproof dust proof yeah like awesome. shock resistant like rubberized on the outside it's like fucking go camping with this with this bitch speaker so i'm like yeah this is my baby now so, <laughs> like you put the, you put the speaker even in your floats kayak in water Really? It even floats in water. Yes, I'm not even kidding you. That's I can awesome. drop it in the bathtub and it'll float to the fucking top. This thing's incredible. Um, it's called. A, it's actually called a, a life jacket. Is the the name of the the speaker. Um, and I'm just out there like listening to music that I like, you know, singing along to the songs that I enjoy. Uh, ideally, you know, like music that uh, matches stuff that I can perform. That's not necessarily too complex or like is within my range. Then I'm like dancing around the tree that I give water to and like just having a good time. And then I'm like sitting down and journaling out my thoughts and doing like uh shotgun writing. Uh, this It's kind of like automatic writing, but it's less automatic and more like trying to channel an emotion, I guess. That's just what I call it is shotgun mm-hmm. writing. Um, and like, it's almost like I have my own little daily celebrations out there going on, you know, like celebration for the water that I get a drink, uh, celebration for the food that I get to have, uh, celebration for the books and the connections and the animals and the trees and the sky. And I'm just like so much fucking happier when I'm out there and in it every day, you know, and, and 
that's part of what it means to like celebrate. It doesn't always mean you need to have a big feast. It doesn't always mean that like you need to have a glass tower worth a billion dollars. Like a big thing that I've learned is somebody who's come from a very uh, lower income upbringing. We're not like, we weren't like dirt poor, but we weren't like too well off until later. You lower know, like middle um, class. My, it depends. Like, I would almost say it's certain instances lower than that, um, especially with me when I graduated uh, high school and where my life has been. Like, I've definitely been in the, the poverty bracket. Like, last year I made, like, $6,000 or some shit. It was ridiculously bad. Um, what about and- your... um? What about your, your, like, your family, like, your upbringing? Like, what, what would you say, like socioeconomic class was oh we're poor pretty much by long like where with like my mom and me we're definitely more on the poor uh my sister and brother are doing pretty good she got lucky and she works at a brewery and she's made it in like the management sort of deal so she's like gotten to lower middle class and so is my brother sort of deal like they were like kind of a threshold family right like those of us who did good could get up to the lower middle class and those of us who didn't do good like my mother and i definitely got planted in like the poverty bracket like I haven't made over the poverty bracket in Canada. I, I can, and it's so long. I don't even know. I've maybe broken it a couple of years in my life. That's how, that's my, my level of financial background. I've just learned to like survive by other means. So like less rent, uh, you always have to look for a cheaper place to live, whether that means that like the house has mold issues or you have to fix certain stuff up or the yard's derelict or you're in a communal house and you have to uh, live with six roommates in East Vancouver and turn the living room into somebody's bedroom. We actually did that. I'm not kidding. So like, you just kind of learn a different way to live. You you learn that you can't get that like that eight dollar butter, and you know where to go get the fucking four dollar stuff. Uh, and and you know how to like do do tiny little things like which foods to refrigerate and which foods not to to extend their lifespan, right? Uh, how to exist without air conditioning? Uh, you know things like this uh, that you just have to go without by necessity mm-hmm. uh sometimes uh like taking no cream and sugar in your coffee just because it's like that becomes quite an expense if you if you don't even realize how much buying milk to put in your coffee every single day makes a difference and how expensive like milk purchasing coffee to have can become expensive. right i don't know if it's expensive yeah. over there for you but like also oh, it, is, it is it is my problem is i'm also lactose intolerant i was and... gonna say i'm i'm selectively lactose intolerant like yeah. for example certain cheeses won't fuck me up like i know which store brands i can buy of mozzarella specifically like mozzarella i'm okay with but other ones i don't know what it is like they make me really sick and i if i'm eating like if i'm ordering pizza from a restaurant and i get like non-lactose free stuff uh and like maybe there's too much lactose in the crust i am it's like sick the next day you know yeah you know i I, i'm kind of the same way um but yeah but also for milk is like like lactate they make lactate milk so it's milk Mm -hmm. without lactose in it but that's here it's It's so expensive almost six dollars a gallon 
Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But Six dollars like, American is like ten dollars Canadian. Yeah. So that's perspective. But um but again, yeah. not to get into the prices of food and not, but But what I was gonna get at with that is like so when you're poor, you learn to celebrate in a different way. So it's not about like needing that bottle of champagne. It's about what do you have that you're thankful for. I'm very thankful that I have clean water that I can drink every day. I give thanks with that, right? That that really ties me to being a living person. And I'm not wasting that water. I'm not putting it down a drain to have it go into a septic system. I'm giving it to a tree that I love and spend time with, mm-hmm. right? And, and you you get to spend time with the, the yard and, and, and the squirrels and, and the robins and all the animals that come by. And you get to be there when, when the, the squirrels come and they're chewing the little crab apples and they're falling off and hitting the ground and they're coming up and eating them. And you get to like... They're, they're chilling out with you having a feast, right? And um, there's this cat that I've been hanging out with who's, like, a rescue from the neighbors who's, like, a stray who doesn't want to be a rescue anymore. And he, like, ran away and he's like, fuck you guys. I'm not coming back to that house. You don't mm-hmm. let me out. And he's like, I'm going to hang out with you, bro. Is that okay? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, he's like, okay, but you can't pet me and you can't touch me or ever come near me. I'm like, okay. He's like, but I'm also going to go for your food whenever I feel like it. I'm like, yo, no, here's cat food. And he's like, I don't want cat food. I'm like, <laughs> Tobias? Are you an animal? I've been like straight up talking to him like he's a person and it's like the funniest thing. And he he hates cat food, but he'll like go for like my jalapeno flavored cheese nachos and I'm like what the fuck cat? And he like actually ate a piece of my pizza. (laughs) That's like my one cat. My one cat loves carbs. Like any mm-hmm. like bread. Oh yeah, and he's eating fucking rice too. Yeah, like cats are can be straight up scavengers. People don't even realize mm-hmm. this, right? But like, I gotta just celebrate every day, even even if I don't have a lot of people around me. I'm out there like in nature. I can still feed myself. I got like money coming from Serb. I'm lucky enough with that. My roommates are still helping me out, and I have a place to live. Like, I'm not fucked. So I. I take time to be thankful for that and I celebrate it and I, I celebrate that I can dance. So I dance and I celebrate that I can sing. So I sing and I can, I celebrate that I have a good beat. So I play uh, uh, like my drum or like beat my legs. Like it's a drum, you know, like mm-hmm. those kind of things, or I read my books or I journal and I try to just like focus on what I have instead of what I don't have, you know? And, and when I'm doing that, it, it takes me out of this place where like, I'm always angry and feeling um, slighted. And it's hard to step out of that place sometimes, right? Especially when you're hurt. Especially when, like, things happen. Because uh, we went over it last episode, how fucked my life got, I think. Uh, yeah. I might not have gone into it. And if I did, I don't want to anyways. Um, but I could dwell on it, right? I, I could I could be running away right now. I could be blaming other people. Or I could be thankful for the fact that I'm still alive. I still haven't caught COVID despite all the stupid fucking risks that I took. I still haven't lost everybody despite how little I've actually truly valued everyone for how much they've been wonderfully impacting me on my life and supporting me during the times where I have been falling apart. It's just that the people I really hoped who would support me weren't and that hurt me. And then because of that, I didn't even notice all the other people around me who are there. Like 
when you really start focusing on what you have, it magnifies onto that. And then you realize what, what you've been ignoring. And it's so humbling and humanizing to actually be in that space rather than like be pissed off that you don't have somebody's mansion. Right. Yeah. And I, I, sometimes we attribute like success with money or success with material possessions, you know, like, Oh, the big mansion or, you know, the nice car or whatever it may be. Um, and I don't necessarily, I used to kind of attribute success and happiness to money, you know, cause I was like, well, money does buy happiness because, you know, you don't have to worry about things that, you know, you would, you would worry about if you didn't have money, you know, like, how do I feed myself? You know, can I afford my rent and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, obviously, you know, money can make you happy. And I've really, I've shifted my, my viewpoint on that. Like, yes, money can help, uh, you know, help take away some of your worries, can help take, can help take away some of the stresses in your life. But ultimately, if you don't have, I guess, like, if you don't have other things that give you meaning, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of hollow. It's kind of a, it's kind of a hollow situation. So money's a sham. Yeah. Money is a fucking sham. Like when I get paid, I kind of watch it all just fly out the window and I'm like, damn, what did I even, can I, can I rant about money just for a second? Sure. It's a colonist trap to make you think that you need it to exist. It, all it ever does is makes fucking pricks who rule the world stronger and enslaves you to have to do what they tell you. You think you need money for food? As if food didn't grow on fucking trees and graze in the fields that you can't go and fucking hunt. Why can't you hunt? Because the state who stole the land from indigenous people says you can't. Why can't you? Well, because the, the, this illegal treaty that they robbed from people says so. And they have enough armed thugs to tell you that you can't. So you, you, you can't go get food from the land because they've taken it all. And, and they've made it illegal it like that, to do so. Money is the chain that binds you, right? Well, yeah, because... You have to pay to go get your fishing license. Uh -huh. You have to pay to go get those herbs in, in nature. Like, like eventually, what are they going to do? Pay us to, like, go to parks to look at the sky? You know, like, uh, and I know I'm being very exaggerative, facetious there, but... I'm being really honest too. There are like, paid you poison the water in America. You poison the water so that people can't drink it. You tell them all the land is owned so they can't live on it, right? Even though, like, look at how low the population density of Canada is and how much of that land is stolen from native people. Hint, it's all of it. Mm -hmm. All of the land. All of the land is stolen. Uh, no different and, in the US, too. You know, it's all stolen. I, land. Yeah all of turtle island and actually all of the world pretty much uh pretty much stolen, <laughs> stolen yeah. land like europe let's talk about this europe was colonized by rome y'all were just colonized so goddamn long ago that you forgot about it how about that i'm, exactly. I'm sure that y'all forgot that you were indigenous european folks at one point and you had like pagan traditions that's what i mean this podcast is about so like i'm preaching to the choir but like Mm -hmm. It's it's really wild, and and money is just 
how you enforce the system. You cannot solve something like that with more money, right? Like it intrinsically doesn't work that way. You want to make the world a better place? Go start planting food, fruit bearing trees everywhere. Just, just start doing it. Mm-hmm. Nature doesn't give a fuck about these stupid rules that, that people try and put onto it of like limited production and all that. If you're not like living with the land in a way that like devastates it and you actually build it up in a healthy relationship, you would just have plenty everywhere all of the time, but you can't profit off of that. So they fucking destroy everything so that they can have more. It is the most criminally insane thing that we have ever agreed to. And we, the fact that we think that money is going to make this better is like the absolute antithesis of what everything in history has ever told us, you know? So if you want to be happy, learn to grow your own fucking food, talk to the people around you, uh, and actually form meaningful human relationships. Not saying don't use your computer and your internet because they're wonderful, but, like, actually go out there and do some stuff and 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 overthrow your local dictator. Like... <laughs> That's that's what you need to do. And if we do those four simple things, we'll have a good world where we don't need money to tell us how happy we should be. Because it doesn't matter if I'm driving a fucking motorcycle or riding public transit, if I can get to the same party where there's a bunch of really cool people that I want to make out with. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and but like what, how you were saying, like growing your own food and stuff. So I, had, I saw this article. I couldn't remember where the fuck it was. Probably... I was just scrolling through Facebook and basically this person was suggesting that we, like you said, plant more fruit bearing trees. And then someone had commented and said, well, then people will just take the fruit. They'll just yeah, steal that's it. That's the point. And it's like, well, that's the fucking point. Say, like, oh, I want an apple. Oh, look, an apple tree. Oh, I'm snacky. I'm what hungry. Is it with, what is it with the colonized world and ownership? Holy shit, man. I don't you know. You don't own it's... land. You don't own yeah. animals. You, fucking bizarre. You, you don't own people. What, 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 you, you get, you, okay, look, I'm just going to lay this out there. You are a person (laughs) who lives on this planet. You get to share things. You get to share the same air that people have been breathing since the dawn of fucking time. You get to share the same sun that everybody's walked under. That's a pretty good deal. You get to drink the same water. You get to sit under the same kind of trees. And in some cases, the exact trees that your family sat under isn't that great. But we, we somehow think that we need to sweeten the deal with like what? Exactly. Like, That's I, the question: Is I, what? What are we actually sweetening the pot with? Because when I when I worked for the when I worked for the real estate office, there was I worked with this guy. He was from the Caribbean. I don't know which of the islands, but he was from the Caribbean. And he was like, "America is fucking wild." And granted, uh, this is all through a very thick Caribbean accent, which I will not emulate. But just kind of picture this. Good. So he was like. You know, America is just wild because in the Caribbean, like, no one is hungry in the Caribbean. No one, no one's hungry because fruit and and food just grows everywhere. Like they, like he's like, you could just walk down the street and if you are hungry, you just grab a fruit from the tree, whatever fruit that may be, and you eat it. You know, like you could, you could be completely homeless, not have a penny to your name, but you will not die of hunger. And... I just, and he was like, and and I don't understand. In in America, like, we we make people wait in lines. Like, why don't you just plant fruit trees? Why don't you just plant food? Just plant it. 
there's patches of grass all over the place. You know, he's talking about like Philly specifically. He's like, there's vacant lots. There's patches of grass. Whatever it is, just can I actually teach you something too. The more trees that you plant like that, and the more type of like bushes and shrubbery that you add that actually like reforests areas that have been damaged, it actually cools the environment. Trees take all that thermal energy that everybody bitches about so much. It's so damn hot. Dude, go sit under a fucking tree, Seriously. man. That's what they do. They take the heat of the sun away from you. They turn it into energy and then give you food. If you planted trees, cities wouldn't be as hot. It, you know what's the problem with making cities? What makes them so hot? You you take concrete, which just is a huge heat sink, yep. and it stores all of this energy, and then you're trying to reflect it back down on the city away from skyscrapers with these mirrored windows, and then you pump all the cold into them and you like have to have to like bleed the planet dry with oil just to cool these monstrosities that repel heat and mm-hmm. fucking cook the rest of the city when you could just plant plants on them and I everywhere mean, I... if the rooftops of everything could just be trees and shrubbery and you could have moss on the side of every building and it would be a natural paradise and you wouldn't have to deal with all of the heat you would have natural food you'd have a fucking ecosystem that was like self-supporting but mm-hmm. no we have to be these ostentatious pricks who have to assert ourselves over top of nature as if what we somehow understood better than like what we had been in since the dawn of fucking time get real right it just it it doesn't it's completely illogical like it just doesn't make any fucking sense and yet like we've been i don't know i guess conditioned to think oh this is the way this is this is civilized this is society Mm -hmm. this is how this is progress i hate that term too but this is progress that drives me nuts um no but i i can even say like how you were saying like the difference in temperature and um with trees Mm -hmm. so growing up and i could and i saw this on a i'm talking about a micro scale but I saw this firsthand. So my block, the block where I grew up as a kid, had a decent amount of trees on it. And and it was nice and shady. You could sit outside. Like, it was nice. You know, like, even in the, even in the dead of summer, it didn't feel that bad because there were some trees. Like, you know, we'd be running around playing and it wasn't as hot. Katie's block, on the other hand, had not a single tree on it. And I always hated walk into her fucking house because man once i got to her block i was like man i'm fucking roasting like there's just no fucking trees to like to let up from that from the sun Uh you know there's nothing to take the edge off so that right there i mean that's just on a a micro scale but right there i mean that that just it's just fact it's just complete fact you know, yeah, trees are and then good. we have these pricks cutting down trees to like have a better view. Like, man, you 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 kill a living being so you can like what stare on some buildings more and cook the ground more. Like, this is why we're unhappy as a society is because we've allowed ourselves to deviate so far from our roots, from nature, mm-hmm. and like actually we think of ourselves as like these individual solitary human beings rather than like a collective of individuals who are all connected with like everything on like such a fucking intimate level that you can't exist without each other you know you can't even physically be born without other human beings how could you possibly even think that like you can't exist without them too like it's absurd and and we have like it's like 
we're literally doing what Lucifer does in the Bible. We're acting like we're this fucking self-important bastard who knows better than everybody else. And we haven't made ourselves humble. And if we don't do so, we're going to fuck everything up again. And it's not even us who's doing it. It's like these bastard pricks who keep running everything, who keep like chugging us along onto this bad timeline, you know? And it's just... Cast against it, motherfuckers. We can yeah. just celebrate. You can just be happy. You don't need to fight each other. I'll tell you a secret. If all of us got together and had a really good time for a while, when we saw the pricks who were still being tyrants, it'd be pretty clear who the problem was, right? Mm -hmm. And if we could all just collectively chill the fuck out with each other, we'd see that a lot of the people who we often get into fights and conflicts with are other hurt people who are just doing their best to, like, try and make the world a good place with what they've been given, you know? And and it would be this massively humanizing thing if we could all, like, just uh, not to be, like, an idealistic hippie, but, like, man, if we could all just, like, trip on ashes together and, like, <laughs> look at, like, a sky made out of, like, fractals and love and just have, like, aliens come down and be like, hey, brah, we, like, created you and we, we love you, so, like, don't fight. If you fire missiles at each other, we're going to disarm it at this point because we can tell that these guys got you all in a hostage situation and it ain't cool. So that's what's up. Yeah, but right, the problem wow. is, is if, if a bunch of like, you know, if a bunch of like peaceful, like hippie aliens descended upon the planet, those same people would be like, fire the missiles. You know what I mean? Like, no, be like, but like, them. okay, look, look, look. Let me just say this though. I'm talking too. about the people, yeah, the people that, that are tired. I know, I know. You know? <laughs> but I just want to say something too. Let's pretend that we're those aliens, right? And we're just doing a cruise by on space. And you just find an entire sentient species and planet of several billion being collectively held hostage by a select group of psychopaths with <clears throat> weaponry that is uh, enough to completely destroy their planet, but also a fraction of what you could enact upon them. Would you would you really just let the hostage situation go on? No, I would have to intervene because that's just me. <laughs> exactly. <you know? laughs> exactly. If there's any fucking moral being in the universe who's observing us, they certainly would like intervene on that kind of level. And like honestly, even if if uh it that being ends up being a human being who is an angel, like let's say the Cuban Missile Crisis, the person is like, yeah, I'm just not gonna fire a nuke or all the other times when like the world could have been destroyed but a human being made a choice not to commit a horrible act maybe we'd realize that like we don't have to follow those psychopaths and we don't have to hurt each other and we can just throw them in a jail cell and party right and and that's kind of like where that's where I've been going mentally, especially when I've been talking about like you know like focusing on my immediate circle of people is like I really I don't I don't want to like blame social media or blame the internet but when I go on Facebook or I pop on Twitter you know to browse see what's going on I my mood shifts it shifts so much and I feel mm -hmm. it. it's like an immediate like fuck you know and it's just and it's a mixture of you know the headlines that are unhappy and and it's a mixture of then people then going tit for tat with each other at each other mm -hmm. over said headlines because and i'm saying headlines because no one reads the fucking articles anyway we all just like yeah. look at the headline and everyone goes oh well blah, blah, blah. 
So well, it's because also the the articles are so contradictory. Like right. people fire, like NASA fires a beam at the moon and gets a signal back. What they mean by get a signal back is hit a fucking reflective spot that bounces the laser back down. Like, come on, we're in a way that actually portrays what's going on, you fucking pricks. Right, and it's just. I feel like I kind of just like roll my eyes now. Like before I would get mad, I would get angry. You know, I'd be like, oh, this is like, can't these people see reason? You know, why don't they understand? Why is this even a thing? And I'm like, you know what? I have decided that I don't care what they think. I don't care what they fucking yammer on about because at the end of the day, I play my part in this little bullshit fucking capitalist farce of a system. And I get my little paycheck and I pay my bills and I have a house and, you know, not I don't own the house, but whatever. I have a roof over my head and food, okay? And I do my part and I clock the fuck out and I check the fuck out after I've done my little part because it's just not fucking worth the energy. I would rather come home and it's not even it's not even like avoidance because people could i could see someone very easily being like oh well you're just putting your head in the sand and you're ignoring everything it's like no i know that i can't me i cannot go and change everything right i can't just snap my fingers and change everything right but what i can do is i can focus on making the world better in the way that I can. So, no, I'm not running for office because, honestly, I don't know if that would even make the world better. It might just put me in an early fucking grave. But I can cast magic. I can work magic. I can educate other people about magic. That's the way that I choose to make the world a better place. And if, you know, I have a fr friend of mine, you know, he's very, very far below the poverty line. And sometimes he's like, hey, I don't have any food until my food stamps come in. I'm like, what do you need? I'll pick you up some stuff to hold you over until your stamps come in. And I am by no means, you know, wealthy. You know, I live paycheck to paycheck like most people do. But basically what I'm doing is I'm I'm trying to just do my part and just help the people around me and also help myself. You know, like if because it's like I said earlier in this episode, like if 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 you are not OK, then how are you going to help anyone else? And so I, I've kind of been really focused on this idea of just celebrating the really small victories. And because yeah. I know at the end of the day, the, the American capitalist machine right now it's still gonna go it's it's still doing whatever the fuck it's doing and i know that we got an election coming up and i already know what i'm gonna do when i walk in there so i don't really have to think much about it i don't have to read about biden i don't have to read about trump i don't have to read about any of this fucking bullshit going on because i already know what i'm going to do in that realm of life I'm going to walk into the voting booth, I'm going to hit the Biden button, I'm going to leave, I'm going to go home, I'm probably going to get high, and I'm going to, like, fucking chill out. Because there's nothing, there's nothing else in that regard that I could realistically do, right, to really make that much more of a change in that realm. I can cast magic. magic. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go home, smoke a bit, cast some magic, and call it a fucking day. Because mm -hmm. that... It's how I am choosing to I, I am choosing to take the root of the root of the witch. The, the, the root, the role of the witch has always been this is that the politicians do their fucking bullshit. 
the, the powers, you know, the, the people in power do their fucking song and dance and whatever. And I do my own song and dance that actually has meaning, that actually enacts change. And I take care of people who come to me and say, oh, you know, do you have anything for a headache? Oh, um, you know, I think I'm hexed, you know, okay, so I'll help you. So I would rather be there for the people, the people that, because people like politicians and people in power, they're so far removed from me. It's almost like they're not even real people in a way, you know, they kind of just feel like these, uh, these constructs, enigmas, these <laughs> figures. It's weird. Wow. Yeah, like I almost feel like Trump is No, that's a, a that's a really wise observation. That 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 is kind of how it feels. Yeah. yeah it's, almost, it's so it, surreal. It's like it's it's almost like a fucking simulation. Yeah, even even if someone as cool as like uh like AOC, right? Like she's really cool. I love everything that she does pretty much. You know, she's she's one of the good ones, right? But even her, I still feel like she's not real. I feel like she's just She's just a figure. You know what, though? Um, I will say this, though. It's because you haven't met them. Like, pe you, people kind of had that experience with the with the witchcraft community. When you get into it, you're like, oh, all these people, they don't even see seem real. And I'm, I'm sure that people listening to this might be like, yeah, y'all don't even seem fucking real to me with this <laughs> shit that you talk about, you wild-ass motherfuckers. <laughs> but that's kind of how it is, right? It doesn't really feel real until you're in it and you're doing it, right? And and the the truth will always be stranger than the fiction, right? uh to to paraphrase tom clancy you know so it kind of makes sense that it would always seem surreal until it happens because that's like the nature of the holographic universe when you're living in it right the mirrored maze the 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 waking dream like i, I there's so many metaphors for like yeah. what it is but you're just lucid dreaming all the time man mm -hmm. that's the universe and this is the lucid dream that you you come back to every time, right? And then that's why sometimes you dream of other lives, and sometimes you're doing wild shit, and sometimes if you're hopping around and to other places, maybe you're showing up into friends' dreams. Like reality is a wild fucking trip, and the more you wake up to it, the better it gets, and and the less you hold on to the bad nightmare ones that keep happening the less they're going to keep happening, you know? Yeah, like, and I, I think if, I'm at the point where I think, like, um, I'm just going to grab, like, some seeds for stuff that can grow, like food things that can grow, and just start tossing them in patches of grass that I see. You know what I mean? Just especially, like, don't that's Don't do it just... irresponsibly because they won't get caught. Plant them with care. Plant. Here's, here's one piece of advice I could give to everybody that I would like to ask all of us to do is to try and learn to do things with care. Like... Anything done with care and true consideration is the real cure for what ills us in the world, right? Whether that's like folding up the flow, the clothes of someone that you deeply care about, whether that's um, stacking the toilet paper rolls nicely because it it, it makes you feel good, or constructing uh, the your environment in a way that you and the people around you can thrive in all those little things really show how much you care about the people around you right and anything that you do with care really goes on to show other people right if i give someone um 
if you do something recklessly, there's no telling what will happen. But if you always do something out of care, if something goes wrong, at least you were doing the best with what you had. All the mistakes in my life that I have made and all the wrongdoing that I have done was was done without care. Right. Mm. And and I think that's what it all comes down to is if we if we try to care about ourselves, not just ourselves, because like sometimes we only do care about ourselves. Right. And sometimes we don't care about ourselves at all. And that's a big problem, too. That can be even worse sometimes. But if we learn to care about each other, to care about uh, the land the animals, the environment, the water, like our our, our minds, like our, our spiritual health, like everything, we would start doing good again. We would start doing more than good. We would go back to the way that things were meant to be, right? When we're not fighting our true nature as just human fucking beings right we're not meant to be depressed and separated into these tiny boxes we're not meant to be like constantly angry and warring with each other we're not meant to be inert stuck in a building all day we're meant to like run free and do whatever the fuck it is that we're called to maybe you want to go hunt maybe you want to fish maybe you want to climb maybe you just want to go explore maybe you want to party and and, and just do art or maybe you want to be that person who like pushes math but like if we don't have a world where we can be that degree of who we are everything doesn't fucking even matter right and all that comes back down to just care you can't do those things if you don't care to build a world that's worth living in you know Mm -hmm. and and all that comes back to having something to celebrate right so like that's how you get through the hard times when when you're you're break up with your partner or when a family member dies or when you do something stupid and get socially ostracized you still have something you still have somewhere you can go and something you can build up and if we learn to like care for each other as well we can forgive and heal and come together in like a real socially responsible way that doesn't just cast people off as human collateral you know Mm -hmm. and to to kind of really get into or not really get into but to to really talk about the topic of celebration um so recently for uh lamas or lunasad however whichever one you celebrate or um observe uh so that sabbath came up on august 1st and it was cool because um so we me and scott tend to go to these uh it's a little public circle that's based in our local occult shop it's called south street circle and um we 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 would go to their rituals and stuff but you know due to covid and everything being closed the shop's been closed also it's a really tiny space in the shop so there's really no way to like socially distance you know uh, a ritual so but we felt really compelled like to do this ritual so what we did was we we um we went to a local park where we were able to be really like spaced out and we all had face masks on you know, like we were all smart about what we were doing um and we had a, just a very small simple ritual we you know we all brought like a like little snacks um everyone had their own individual water bottles and stuff you know like we were we were smart about it but we still came together to 
just to come together and celebrate this Sabbath. And it felt like, like, don't get me wrong. It was a very simple ritual. It was not like one of these major, like psychodrama, like kind of things. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't like one for the record books, you know, in terms of its pizzazz, but it was one for the record books in the sense of like, it made me feel more like a witch than I ever have. And I didn't think that it would make me feel that way because it was very simple. Um, and, and, um, and, and Jim's kind of approach to it is, is very Wiccan inspired. So I'm like, oh, you know, it's, you know, blessed be and this and that, but you know, it, it just felt nice. It just felt fucking nice to be in a circle with people outdoors just observing this moment in time and Mm -hmm. it was it was amazing and i and i was saying to myself i was like why don't i do this more often like with you know with just myself or with just one or two other people or like why don't i do this more often why do i box myself in why do i constantly Mm -hmm. like no, I can't do this because I have to do that. Like, fuck doing, you know, like, laundry that day. Fuck it. I'll do it tomorrow because I'm going to the park to do fucking witchcraft shit today. And that is, and and since that ritual, really, I've just, I've really, that's been my focus. You know, I'm like, fuck that thing. I, I can do that thing at any time. I can wash the dishes at any time. I can vacuum my house at any fucking time. But you know what? I have this time that I'm not at work and I can go and do this. And especially with everything being closed and there's not a lot of quote unquote things to do because there's not a lot of like things open. Like for right now, like I'm missing concerts like that's because that's my one big thing that I really, really like to do is, you know, I like live music. I love it's that in and of itself is a ritual for me because it's just the, the feeling of live music just it makes me feel alive in, in ways that are difficult to describe but um so I can't have that so I'm like okay like why am I not doing something to supplement that why am I just sitting here mourning the loss of x thing you know I'm like oh that uh, it sucks I can't do this uh oh that's closed uh oh I can't go here oh, I don't know if this is going to be canceled. And I'm like running through this in my head and I'm like, oh, well, I should just like, you know, clean the house or, you know, just just stay in the house, stay in the house. And I'm like, I don't have to stay in the house. I can go outside as long as I'm smart, as long as I, you know what I mean? As long as I do it right, I can do whatever I want. And there's really, yeah, you, you know what I mean? It's like, I can do whatever I want. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. And that's just something that I've really, it's really stuck with me. And I think that is something to celebrate. I mean, that's what I'm celebrating now is like sort of like this um, realization that I've come to, that I mm-hmm. don't have to be locked into this this box. And I really, I really look at where I came from and like how my parents are and stuff. And it was, it what really blew my fucking mind was like, they moved to Florida, like suburban Florida and they have this very nice property. It's pretty damn big behind them is a lot that is just raw undeveloped land. So it just looks like a jungle behind them. 
and they have all kinds of wildlife. And my dad, you know, he's always like, oh, you know, I, I see the bobcats and there's like big snakes and we got all these cool animals. And they had this, this tree. It was, um, I think it was called a kumquat tree, a kumquat tree. Yeah. Kumquats. Kumquat. Um, I've never had them before, but my parents, so they, they tried the fruit, you know, that grew on their tree and they were like amazed. They were like, Very what? They're very bitter. I've had oh, kumquats before. Um, and they were like, yeah, you know, they didn't really like the fruit, but um, they were like, wow, it's crazy. Like, we can just go walk up to this tree and just take a fruit and eat it. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Can you tell, like, you guys grew up in the city, you know? <laughs> um, I've, I've seen this actually happen before, though, when a city kid came out to a farm and she, like, saw apples growing on a tree and she was just amazed. And it, like, it's so weird. It's it's culture shock for us small town folk to see big city folk come on out mm-hmm. and be like, "What's that? That a cow pie there?" <laughs> you know, actually, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be given the the prairie slang, but you you know what I mean, right? Yeah, like, like they, you, y- like when I when I go outside of the city, when I go to places that are more rural, I'm like, wow. It almost feels like you know, like. How you always see in movies, like someone, a young twenty-something moves to New York City for the first time, and oh you know they're God. like standing in the middle of Times Square, and they're like, "Wow, that's how I feel when I leave the city." <laughs> I'm like, and that's wow. that's also the other stereotype, though, is like yuppie blonde woman moves to small town and learns the way with like rugged man starts a mommy blog. Her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And or like starts a chiropractic business or what the fuck ever. Yeah. Suburban shit she's doing, you know? Yeah. Uh and and like I mean, I get it. I've seen both happen. I mean, I've been the small town girl going to the big city and I've seen like big city folk coming on out to small towns and like not understanding that apples grow on fucking trees and that a mountain <laughs> lion will kill you and that like you, 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 it's not that hard to climb a tree and just a, b- a whole bunch of things. <laughs> but the thing is, is that my parents, so like I really was like, I was, I had so much hope, you know, that maybe like they would change their views on certain things because my parents like historically like we never had a garden you know we never they they, my dad cut the the grass you know that was the extent of his like interaction with nature we did used to go camping but it was just like camping in the sense of like this is our campsite and the adults sit around and drink beer and the kids ride their bikes and run around so it wasn't like Mm -hmm. this is a this tree this is a that animal you know like it wasn't anything like that um so I had hope when my dad was like, yeah, I was watching the bobcat last night, you know, just like root around in the brush and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, and look at these cool trees I have on my property. And then I find out that he fucking tore down, he, he cut down the, the kumquat tree. And I was like, why? He's like, well, I didn't like the fruit. I'm like, okay, so what? I'm sure there's some animal in your little ecosystem that eats it. So you just took away a food source. So that's fucked up. And he was like, well, you know, in a hurricane, like it, it could fall in the house. So I was like, you also have a massive oak tree on your property that like could also demolish like your entire house. So I, I just don't get it. You know, it just it really pissed me off. And, and it pisses me off, too, because this happens a lot in Philly is people will buy a house and there'll be like a tree out front. And they'll tear down the fucking tree. 
it's like such a thing that happens and i'm like why did you tear down the tree oh well just in the event like because sometimes with trees they'll grow to a point where they um they start to mess with like the pipes that are underneath and you know like they can they can be problematic right because of the the man-made infrastructures that were built in their space so i mean it really depends how you look at it but um but people will just tear down whole trees just in case it starts to mess with the infrastructure underneath the ground or they'll tear they'll tear them out just to have a big flat lawn what yeah. the fuck good does a lawn do man because well, i can like run and play on it you know motherfuckers you don't play in your yards i see you you sitting on your porch drinking your beers you 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 mow that lawn and you put so much water and fucking gas into cutting the son of a bitch if you just put some fucking flowers up you'd be happier motherfucker come on honestly i want to dig out my this might be my my idea for next uh spring summer i kind of want to dig up the whole lawn here and just fill it with wildflowers I feel like that would be so much cooler. Yeah, put a pathway in, put wildflowers, put fruit, like get some fucking real plants in there. Mm -hmm. Real yards have biodiversity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's worth celebrating. You know, it's worth celebrating your your immediate Mm -hmm. space, whether it's just a plant that you have in a little pot. But you know what? You did that. You're growing that plant. You're giving it a space to grow, and that is something to celebrate. It's it doesn't also, always have to be big parties. Don't plant mint if you're if you're planting mint. Fuck you! It's a weed. It'll choke everything out. I have too much mint in my yard. Stop <laughs> it. Same with thistle. Holy crap! Y'all uh, need to chill on the thistle and mint out here in Ontario. Just saying. I guess with mint, like it's okay if you can contain it. You know what I mean. You can't contain it. Here's the thing about a lot of well, plants. If you grow it in pots. They, they, they get pollinized yeah, on true. the wind. We, we got... We got um, Horseradish is like that, too. Hold it up, hold like up. Crazy. I'm trying to remember. We got uh, foxglove growing in our front fucking yard out of nowhere. And nobody on the block even has foxglove. And I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? I don't know, the wind, the fae? But there's just Jeez. like some foxglove. No, like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't there years before. We've lived here for like two and a half years now. Like, that, that it's, it's buck wild. This is like the, yeah. Yeah, and and that's so. something, and it's something to pay attention to, and and I think, I think the more that we pay attention to our immediate surroundings, and the less attention, I don't want to say this because I'm always an advocate of knowing what the fuck is going on in the world, right? Know what's going on politically and what affects you and X Y Z. Don't ignore. Don't ignore what's happening. However, don't let it consume you either. Because there's only so much yeah. that you can do to affect that this larger thing that's going on, right? So be informed, but don't be controlled, I think is really the, the, the way I'd like to approach it. So be informed, know what's going on, but don't let, those, don't let that information dictate your emotions. Don't let that information dictate how you feel. Every day I see some headline that says, you know, this is going to affect trans people and everyone's going to die and we can be locked up for being who we are. And I'm like, okay, next. 
next you know okay it's been like that for a long fucking time you know like it's just all you can do is take care of you and your own and that's what you can that's what you can really celebrate and focus on is is that and you have to take a moment to unplug in a way and just get away from the headlines stop reading the headlines and just read a book about something you love play a video game it, what whatever it is just go sit outside on your porch in your backyard on your front step i mean i i don't have a porch or a backyard but i have a front step and sometimes i just sit out sit out there with a beer on my front step <laughs> and i just enjoy myself for a little bit because there's too much there's too much shit going on to to let it weigh you down as much as we're letting as much as we're letting it you know there's there's still very important work that needs to be done that's more than just elections that's more than just i guess more than just politics cuz like we said everything is political <laughs> everything is political but everything Everything is political, but politics isn't everything. I guess maybe that's where I'm going with it. That's, uh, I mean, I, I guess I could agree with that statement. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say that politics aren't everything, but that we shouldn't focus on them 100% of the time for sure. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you need to just be you. You need to just be a human. Like... Don't be, you know, just just take a moment in which you're you're not American, you're not Canadian, you're not um, Spanish, you're not Irish. Like, you're just you. You're just a person. And this is who you are, and this is where you are right now, and this is what you're doing. And it's really just this idea of really being present in the moment and celebrating the fact that you're human, the, celebrating the fact that you're alive, celebrating the fact that you get to experience everything like yeah it's very easy to focus on the bad things because they you know if it bleeds it leads so we we all know that that saying it's really easy to get drawn into that trap of just constant worry and stress and worry and stress and worry and stress until you reach a point where you 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 don't want to do anything you can't do anything Everything is stunted. You feel like your magic doesn't work. You feel like you feel like nothing works. Maybe things in your house start breaking, you know, and it's it's really if you exude that energy, then those are the results that you're going to get in turn in your surroundings. And I'm also saying it's not possible to be super positive and happy all the time. But putting forth the effort do so is worth it. Or even just like find the things that make you happy and focus on those in a, in a positive way that builds you up with like good routines, you know, mm -hmm. like fucking there's options. Yeah. One thing that's big for me is like celebrating in a way that's responsible. Right. So like, I'm not necessarily like drinking anymore not to say that like i'm going to go and judge other people for what substance use they have uh your journey is your journey um i respectfully won't have certain substances in my own space you know like we all have to have our own boundaries on like 
what affects us and what we've seen like hurts us and the communities that we're in and what we want to build um yeah, see but at the, the same uh, time like see the drugs episode <laughs> yeah but at the same time um I can't tell you not to drink in your own space or do your own substances, right? As long as you're doing it responsibly and in a way that's not going to hurt you or other people. And uh, if you're going to be doing stuff to be doing it with like as well as as much consent practice as you can. And I know everything in life is messy and imperfect. And it's not like we get given guidebooks on this stuff and we're going to make mistakes and we have to be accountable and own it. And just like, be good to each other at this stuff. It's not easy to learn to be happy. It's it's so hardwired into us as human beings to have to always be predisposed to like being under threat or being like under rule or having to defer to somebody else. It's really scary actually to be happy. It's really scary to steer your own ship. It's really scary to be responsible for the actions that you make, whether they're good or whether they're bad and they hurt people. And you have to be accountable for that, right? Like when you live as a human being, you are going to be responsible for the things that happen to you based on what you're doing. And all of the the harm that I've personally caused in my life, because everybody's caused harm. If you think you haven't, then you're not really being honest with yourself. Because we live in a society <laughs> uh, where harm is perpetuated onto all of us as like an effect of colonialism, and you can't help but replicate it. Like, look at children, even, and how they 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 can do some horrible things to each other simply because that's like the structures of how the socialization gets put into them, and it's so insidious that children have like these mimetic things that go around of like terrible habits they learn from other kids that have maybe been passed on for eons you know between young generations because they like kids pass on habits to other kids who pass on other habits to other kids right and like certain thought forms will stay specifically within different age groups of humans right it's like a very curious thing when you get into like mimetic study in in magic right and like how how certain thought forms work so like that whole kid bully instinct you notice that certain adults never grow out of this but because the kids can bully down for so many years like especially with school if you have a kid who's like 10 bullying a kid who's six years old that's like a six-year gap of pushing trauma down on other people and then they do it again and then they do it again and then they do it again and the cycle itself has become so reinforced that children are enacting harm that they don't even understand that they've learned from other children right and then people, we have these advanced psychologists trying to say, why do we do these things? And it's human nature when it's like we are collectively living out the shared trauma of like the human species that has been so passed on, perpetuated that we don't even get out of childhood without having harm enacted onto us by other people, because that's what it means to live in the society of a colonialistic world, right? So you've caused harm. We all have. And the only way out of it is to like learn to like, forgive and to still love and and to understand like what is redeemable and what isn't like i'm not going to say like that absolute monsters should be forgiven for unforgivable things but like that we we also need to like forgive ourselves right and 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 work on not causing more harm and and being good to each other while we be good to ourselves right and i know this is like a big heavy thing to toss on top of like partying but like 
partying recklessly really can lead to really bad stuff. And, and partying is just another word for celebration in my, in my opinion. And I know that might, or in my usage, sorry. And I know that might mean a different thing to different people, but sometimes like, you know what it's like though? Like you've, everyone's done stupid shit when they're drunk, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Everyone's like taking up more space than they wanted to when they were high because they talked about themselves because they like took the focus off of like the collective of individuals that they were a part of and were just stuck on their own mindset in their head, right? Like it fucking happens to everybody, right? Like you're you're not unique in how a drug will affect you, like or how like say music makes you want to dance or how fire makes you want to like cuddle up to somebody and tell a good story and like stare at the stars, you know, like there's just these very human interactions that we have that like bring us close with each other and share these, these very real loving, caring experiences. Right. And, and that's what we're always like craving. That's what that hole in you when you're fucking doom scrolling Facebook is, is the fact that you're not sitting around a campfire with people that you care about, uh, talking about your inner feelings and what you want in life and making plans and going around and having trips and like building communities. Right. We got to get out of living in these goddamn boxes and start living in circles, you know? And, And what I mean by that is like, Every house that you live in is a box and and you're put into a box and everything in society is put into a box. If you've ever worked in a warehouse, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Everything's even even in barcodes. It's just a series of boxes. And this is going to sound like a little bit of a paranoid rant, but it's just something as um, somebody who's done a ton of service work in the world will really be able to attest to. Everything in capitalism relies on it always being able to be filed away into a specific spot. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why you have barcodes. That's why you have inventory systems that's why you have entire shipping chains right that's why uh, you can track what your coffee comes from or where your coffee comes from and what kind of bean it is right that's how capitalism thrives on it right and when you're in a circle you're sharing stuff right when when you're when you're out with people when you're doing those collective things there's always that pass between you all nothing necessarily has a given point aside from where it comes to rest at you know so like sometimes let's say you have a lighter which is a very good example of this if you're with like six friends and you're all smoking and only one person has a lighter well guess what that lighter is going to be doing a lot passing around you're not going to be that person who won't let your friends have a light like who who the fuck would do that right a a real selfish prick and that's kind of the thing about a circle you know and and when you're in a box or in like colonialized world you need to have everything in its spot you need to have my lighter my bong my tv my this my that and i understand like having the use of like personal objects because we all need our space and our boundaries and the things that like comprise the world for us to be in a healthy state but at the same time like when when your when your friends are hurting, like say they have a breakup, you'd let your friend crash on your couch if they needed to, right? You open your door to them, mm-hmm. you you feed them, you 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 hug them when they're crying, you let them shower at your place when they need it, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what we do when we have these close communities, right? And we form collectives and circles, right? We stop boxing ourselves off, we stop filing everything into these individual spots, we stop trying to segregate everything into these tiny little things that make us horribly, horribly sad and disconnected. 
And when we're all together, that that gap in the middle of you that sometimes you get from when you're uh, doom scrolling Facebook, that sometimes you're trying to fill when you're smoking endlessly, that sometimes you're trying to you're trying to get the enjoyment for when you're eating or fucking or whatever it is that you do to fill the hollow. But that comes from not having meaningful human interaction. Right. And that comes from being in a boxed off spot. And I'm not going to say that, like, that life is right for everybody. Right. I'm talking to something that like, if this resonates with you, then it's what sounds good for you and you should do it. Right. But I do know that some people are, they don't want that or they don't feel like they want that or they're not ready for that or whatever their situation is about it. I'm not going to tell people what their needs are. Right. But there are a great deal of a number of us in the world who just like, want to be able to live together again to have community centers to have like street performances to Mm -hmm. like to just have meaningful public dialogue to build bathhouses for for homeless people where they can wash their fucking clothes and like have homes to take them in and truly heal each other and reconcile all the pain that's been done in the world and and like cross these boundaries and like stop fucking enacting more hate and i'm not gonna say that like we we keep letting tyrants do stuff but like you don't beat hate with more hate. Mm-hmm. And if that means like you gotta you gotta guillotine a fucker out of love, so be it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But I'm... you're not doing it because you 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 want to make them pay. You're not doing anything because you want to make harm happen. You're trying to make the world good right and i don't even necessarily think that guillotining is a good response like in my opinion lock all of them up put them in a nice glass cell where they can see us where they can observe how happy we are without them and see the paradise that they don't get to be a part of that they denied everybody else and they don't get it and that's their fate and i that that may sound cruel but i i don't think it's necessarily right to take their lives either they should get to see what the world could have been for everybody all along, you know? I completely then, agree, yeah. And then maybe if we choose to forgive them, we can. Because death is a very final solution. And uh, I'm not ready to become a monster like the people who hurt me, you know? I'm not ready to enact harm on other people like that. I, it, it's a very... It's a very heavy thing. And I think as humanity, we really start need to we really need to start turning away from like using violence as an ultimate option, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that like we always can and always will be able to. Right. And that's the hard truth of reality. Sometimes when someone's trying to stab you like a fascist, well, you just have to defend yourself and that's that. Mm -hmm. But we can always try for the better option up until that point, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that, um, I think when you were saying, like, um, it's scary to be happy, right? I think that is why, I'm just going to say, like, the people that are in power, the people that do um, run the current system as it is, I think they are terrified of the possibility, like, they're terrified of the outcome. If people are happy 
they will not be powerful and rich, right? Yes. So, but what does riches and powers matter? Right. That's what I'm saying. So, like, so for for them, like, they want power and money. So the these people want power and money, and to do that, they need the the masses, the the smaller people, I guess, whatever. They need the masses to be unhappy and they need them to be hollow and they need them to to buy things consume things and do things to make themselves to make themselves think that they're happy but if we were truly able to like you said live in circles as opposed to boxes that and 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 you know actually actually live actually be happy experience joy share with each other have open like you were saying open performers on the street like if we if we were able to actually have a sense of community as verse mm-hmm. versus like just individual households then that would be the 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 fall of capitalism that would be the those people wouldn't be in power anymore and it's like you said they you put them in a glass box and have them have them look at everything have them look at what humans are actually meant to do humans are mm-hmm. meant to 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 be in this way we're meant to exist in this capacity um and the system that we've been placed into is is artificial it's false it's not it's not properly designed for what humans are designed to do and I think that just as it is sometimes terrifying for us to really be like, yeah, I'm going to live my life and do things that actually like make me happy. I want to be happy, true happiness. And I think just as much that just as it's just as much as it's terrifying for us to come to that conclusion, like I want to be happy and I want to live my life this way to be happy it's also terrifying for you know them the people in charge the people in power because that is a our happiness our circles are a threat to their empire and Mm -hmm. so that's why they fight so hard to keep it going that's why we're met with such force and animosity and violence and everything else that's why that's why it feels impossible because don't get me wrong they got a lot of power they got a lot of pull they got a lot of resources they got a lot of everything but they don't have our vision and i Mm -hmm. truly believe that is what will ultimately triumph I and don't, they don't have our heart. Exactly. They don't have our heart. Yeah. They they just don't have what we have. And what we have, I truly believe, is more powerful than all the oil in the world and all the Oh yeah. All the money in the world and all the everything, all the resources of the planet. The human spirit is unbreakable. And it's just been proven throughout history over and over and over again and so yes in the face of all of this 
in the face of all the horrible, horrible things that are happening in this world, we still need to find reason to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Because that is the only thing that we have against it all. Because what the hell are we doing it for otherwise? Exactly. Um, yeah, so this was, this was a good one. We're going to wrap it up here. Um, hopefully Scott will be able to join us for the next recording session. Um, but for now, we are going to sign off and we will see you in the next episode. Take care, everyone. And um, don't conjure anything that you would really need to banish. I'm not going to tell you to banish if I'm not doing it, but just like maybe think about what you're invoking before you do that. You can find Witches Betwixt on the big three social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our handle is Witches Betwixt, all one word on all three platforms. We all check each one, except Twitter, which is exclusively run by me, Jay, but feel free to message us on any of them, and we'll get back to you. If you want to add your post to our online community, use the hashtag WBTWXT. The links to our official Facebook group, Discord server, and website are in the show notes below.